Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. We are recording this on Tuesday, June 20th. That means we're counting down hours now until yeah. the NBA draft, which is set to take place on Thursday, the 22nd. So we present to you this pre-draft pod. We're going to get you all set, everything you need to know, both in the lead up to the draft and what to expect following the draft after, you know, last season, You've probably got a little bit of an idea of what to expect, but we've got you covered here as well. Yeah, veterans of the Thunder game kind of yeah. know how this goes. Sam Presti will give a, an address, the Thunder general manager, after the draft is totally complete. That's probably like 11 o'clock at night is yep. when we'll get a chance to talk to him. So we'll have coverage of that and sort of what he's able to talk about. You may remember in years past that there's sometimes where if there's trades that have happened, he can't actually talk about who the yeah. players were that were drafted. So... Uh, there are so many different outcomes that can come about on Thursday night because of the due diligence that the mm -hmm. Thunder organization has done because of how aggressive they've been in pursuing trades. So I would say for everybody out there, sit back, enjoy the ride, and we'll give you what you need to know afterwards. Here's some things that you can just kind of rest on while you're just sitting yeah. <laughs> back and enjoying the ride. First of all, you have to know that the Thunder is doing their incredible due diligence, not only researching and going through prospects and, and interviewing, but they're also countless workouts happening and, and just a lot of intelligence being gathered. And this is a process that has really been honed over the last 15 years of Thunder basketball. Yeah. And it's a 12 month process. I mm -hmm. mean, there are scouts worldwide who are sending information back here to Oklahoma City to the Thunder Ion. They're providing reports based on what they've seen from players throughout the entire world, not just uh, your college players, your one-year guys, but guys that um, you know have played in the G League perhaps or have played in the um, NBL. In, in the NBL, like mm -hmm. our guy Josh Giddy. Um, so all of that is being done. Paris, as you mentioned, there are draft workouts that have happened here mm -hmm. in Oklahoma City. There's workouts that happen kind of all over the country right. as well. Not only do you have the draft combine, but you have some of these uh, sessions that guys will hold with their agencies in, in other cities as well. So um, it's really fascinating to kind of peel back the layers of all of the different ways in which the Thunder organization is gathering intel. And that is uh, what its job is, is to right. just gather as much information as possible. And probably the most important part of the process, according to Sam Presti, is an actual face-to-face -face interview. When mm -hmm. they have that conversation, that really tells them what they need to know about who the human being is and ultimately, that's what the Thunder organization is looking to bring in, is a high-quality person and a high-character member of this new community. And we've seen all of this, th that process really come together and pay off big time for the Thunder over the course of its history. And as you look ahead to this year's draft, the Thunder in the first round will be selecting at number 12. Well, the Thunder also has some incredible history at this number. If you think back, 2003, the number 12 pick for the Thunder landed Nick Collison, Mr. Thunder. He's got his jersey up in the rafters, so I mean, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pretty pretty yeah. solid <laughs> pick there. The second number 12 pick for the Thunder 2013, 10 years later, it was Steven Adams. Yeah, he's been, you know, was a fan favorite here. Obviously yeah. really helped define a lot of that culture as this organization was still, you know, in its first decade as yeah. as an NBA franchise. So um, obviously big time factor. And then just last year, yep. our guy, J-Dub, Jalen Williams at the number 12 pick as well. And of course, uh, all that info has come out about how Sam Presti, you know, mm -hmm. in the Thunder front office really, really wanted to make sure they they got him. And, um, and so uh, they were able to pick twice at 11 and 12. And J-Dub was the guy at 12 there. So, Nick, were you yeah. at, were you at the 20, 2013 draft for Steven? No, I was not. Just the last two drafts with Josh That's right. and J-Dub. What do you remember about being in that in that 
building with J-Dub. Oh, it's, I mean, it's so fun to be a part of this life-changing mm-hmm. night for these guys. And you think, I had a chance to talk to Chet and had a chance to talk to J-Dub. Ooze, we chatted with a little bit, but he that trade was not official quite yet. Yeah. Um, and so there was only so much that we could do on that side of things. But um, the the environment is so cool. It, it really feels like, uh, the start of a new chapter for mm. each of these players and their families and everybody's families are there and they're dressed to the nines and they're so excited. I mean, this is uh, such a life-changing moment for them. And um, I know for Josh too, it was kind of, we we're coming out of the pandemic. It was like a little bit crazy. He w- had been this late riser, just like J-Dub was. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, his whole family was there and it's just this wild whirlwind because they come off the stage and Josh said this to us, he didn't remember a thing Just about walking onto out. the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and so and then it's like he's shaking 30 people's hands and he's being whisked to one photo station to the next photo station. He's got his, you know, he's got a basketball in his arm and then they're taking it away from him and then they've got a hat and then, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of things. Just going a washing on. So machine it, of it, just things yeah. you have to go through. And then finally at the end of the night, once we're done putting cameras in their faces and microphones kind of under their chins, then they can kind of just breathe and it's like, okay. We can celebrate. We can go have dinner for you know a while, and then we've got like twelve hours, and then we got to get on a plane and come to Oklahoma City. <laughs> and all of that yeah. is about to happen again in just two days. And as as crazy and chaotic as it sounds, it's also incredibly exciting. Yeah. And Nick, I know you you've obviously been in the last two drafts, and just pulling back the curtain a little bit, what goes into a preparing on because on our end we have to do some preparation yeah. as well so because yeah. we don't know what name is going to be called at that number 12 spot so we are just accounting for just about any possible scenario yeah we've i mean you and i go through <laughs> all of our detailed research on these players as well obviously we're not getting to go and like sit and watch them in right. gyms the way that the front office is but we do have great opportunities to um just do as much due diligence as we can so that when we're put in those situations, like we will be this upcoming weekend to interview any new players that are coming into the Thunder organization, um, it's a great chance for us to just be ready for those interviews. And you may remember last year we had that great uh, podcast episode that we did with the the draftees kind of all in the same room. And then um, hopefully we'll have some sort of similar opportunity with these guys this upcoming weekend after the draft because uh, you also may remember the, the players that came in, there were four guys that came in from last year's draft class and they all went and like played some pickup at the yeah. Thunder Ion on that Friday in between being drafted and then coming in on Saturday to do the, the draft press conference. It's always really cool to observe how the guys come together and kind yeah. of integrate with the team and with each other yeah. because I mean, rookie bonding, that that's like, that's a real thing. You're getting thrust into this new yeah. life in the NBA and you gotta, you're getting forged in the fire together. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is also fascinating time for the Thunder in terms of team building. They've had eight players selected mm-hmm. in the last two drafts alone. So this has been a massive roster overhaul, obviously uh, a, a massive infusion of youth and talented youth into the team. Well, the draft picks just keep coming. Right. OKC's got another pick here in the lottery at number 12. They've got tons of assets to move if they want to go, you know, get the guy that they really want, get the human being that they think is the is the right fit for the organization. And that's going to be a new infusion of talent. And, yeah. and something that we saw last year was the way that the team really absorbed that uh, with a guy like J-Dub, with a guy like Usman. And so with Chet coming back in the fold with this number 12 pick or wherever the Thunder ended up, end up getting somebody, um, there's going to be even more to figure out. And that's the exciting part too, because more weapons to play with. So much to look forward to. Now we've, 
kind of expressed and told you about our experience from yeah. our perspective with the draft. But Nick had an awesome opportunity this past week to sit down and talk to Usman Jang, catch up with him, but also recap what draft night was like for him. So don't go anywhere. we got that interview coming up after the break. Coop L Works is the proud sponsor of Thunder Basketball Universe. Brewers of the fan favorites F5 IPA and 99 calorie ice chest IPA. You'll find those and many more Coop beers at retailers across Oklahoma. Learn more at CoopLWorks.com. Usman Jang heading into his second NBA season. He's got a full offseason and summer here in Oklahoma City, and he's been giving back in the community three events in two days, giving over 500 pairs of shoes, socks, sneakers, Adidas gear, uh, as he's in a partnership with Adidas to give back to some kids in the Oklahoma City area. And Usman, we're almost a year removed from you being drafted in the NBA draft, number 11 overall by the Thunder. Um, as you look back on the first you know, year of your career, and of course, that great night for you and your family on draft night what are some of your memories of, of being drafted uh that was that was a great night like i was with my family in new york and yeah that was just a, a great night like it was a dream like com- becoming true and yeah I, g- I have good memories of that night i know that your dad was a former professional basketball player as well to be able to share that with him specifically um w- what did that mean to you especially you know we're almost here at father's day yeah the, that was that was amazing because like that was his dream too, like to be a NBA player, and I think he saw himself in me. So that was that was amazing. That was an amazing moment for me and my dad. So you know, after you got drafted, I'm sure it was kind of a, a crazy 24, 48 hours. What do you remember about that time period of of thinking, okay, um, there was a draft night trade. I'm, okay, I'm going to to Oklahoma City. Um, what was all that like for you? Uh, there was a trade. That was that was a little bit crazy. And yeah, because I saw J-Dub with the, in the like after the draft, and I, we thought that we were drafting for each other. So that was that was pretty funny. And then yeah, the 48 hours after the draft was a little bit crazy. We went to OKC straight away. Then we had the press conference. So yeah, that was a busy 48 hours, but that was good. Yeah, you, J-Dub, Chet, you were all there that night. You didn't necessarily know each other very well before that, and then you got to know each other very well being a part of the same rookie yeah. class. What, what was that like, kind of bonding with your teammates over the course of the last 12 months? I think that was pretty easy, like, because we're a young team, so obviously we have, the, like, the same interests, and, like, they were really, like, helpful. So, now everything was really fluid and cool. You had some really high moments you had a tough injury as well in your rookie year but one thing that you told me is that you just controlled what you could control and 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 tried to not get too high or get too low as you look back on your first year how proud are you of of just the steadiness that you tried to show throughout the year I think I'm pretty proud like like you say during the injury like you can go like too low like and be mad but i I was trying to, yeah, like you say, control what I can control. That was a wrist injury, so I was still able to work on my legs, like still able to run and like play with my right hand. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. You finished the year playing with so much force. You ripped the ball out of Steph Curry's hand. You went downhill dunking on people. Um, what did you think about just the way physically you matured and the strides that you were able to make as a player? Yeah, I think I, like, I become better on that on that part of my game but I can still be better that's what I'm working on every day but yeah I'm pretty proud and I hope the 
I'm going to keep uh, evolving. Yeah, I, I know you're the type of guy because you have so much uh, potential. You're, you have such a high skill level, high uh, basketball IQ. You're kind of working on everything this summer, I would assume. Anything in particular that you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm really making some, some good positive steps forward. Uh, my body, like in the, in the weight room. I'm working a lot in the weight room. And also my shot with Chip. Uh, I'm working a lot on my shot. So, yeah, probably those two parts. The draft is is coming up soon. What advice would you give to whoever the the Thunder selects in this next draft um, about becoming a Thunder player and about in, enjoying draft night? Uh, yeah, just enjoy the draft night. That that would be like a really great night, and like just keep working because like nothing is like achieved right now. So just keep working and yeah, get better. They, you were the rookie last year. They're gonna be you know some rookies coming in that that are gonna uh, help you out this year you're going to be kind of in that mentorship role, just like you, you were uh, with these kids over the last couple of days. Uh, what's this been like for you giving back and, and finding a way to sort of be in that mentorship role as a 20-year-old? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty young, but like, yeah, I love to give back to the community, and that was a great opportunity uh, these two days. So, yeah, that was just a lot of fun, like playing knockouts, uh, playing with the kids, give them some shoes and some gear. So that was, that was pretty fun. We found out that knockout in France is called Lucky Luke, and so that's a that's a, a game that we'll be playing here in Oklahoma for years to come. Ooze, thank you so much for being here, being for the here for the kids, and for spending some time with us. Thank you. All right, that's Ooze Jang. I'm Nick Gala, and this is Thunder Basketball. So great catching up with our guy Ooze, and it was nice to be able to talk to him while he's in Oklahoma. But yeah. he, he's not just here for basketball reasons. I mean, he's he's giving back to the community, which is the whole pur- pur- purpose of you getting a chance to sit down and talk to him. Yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube, you saw that we were sitting in a school, and you might have wondered like, what is happening here. Why Ooze <laughs> <laughs> uh, over a two day span held three different community events here that spanned 105 miles in the metro area. He was all over the place. He started out in Shawnee on Thursday. Then he came back to the metro, went to the Boys and Girls Club of Oklahoma County, and then finished off at Oklahoma Cleats for Kids. And basically the whole impetus here was for Usman to, I mean, in this kind of unprecedented move, I mean, nobody does three events in two days like this. But he really, you know, is getting acclimated to the Oklahoma City community. Mm -hmm. He's really getting acclimated to the United States, to English, to um, <laughs> to his life as a professional. I mean, he just turned 20 years old. And so what really stood out to me is just how remarkable it was for a 20-year-old to be thinking about mm. anybody other than himself. But he did reveal that when he found out that the, the, um, the YMCA out in Shawnee got destroyed by a recent tornado back in April, he was like, shocked by that you know, yeah. he's still he's still learning about tornadoes I know. <laughs> and so uh that was sort of the impetus of why he wanted to do something nice and so he ended up uh giving out 500 uh, shoes uh shorts you know all sorts of athletic gear socks uh to these kids throughout the metro area i, I love this because ooze is obviously a rookie the youngest player on this team and it, you pointed this out in your article which is on okcthunder.com please go check it out that besides the kids Who's the youngest one yeah. at each one of these events? Yeah. And yet he's the one that is kind of leading the charge in this, this gift back. Yeah, he said, you know, I, I didn't have this type of uh, event when I was young. And I was like, you when, you, when, you, when you were young? Excuse me? You know, back yeah. in my yeah. day, yeah. we didn't have these sort of things. Uh, but that just goes yeah. to show like the the character of Ooze and and what he's learning being in the NBA. Yeah, and it was just so cool because it wasn't just the donation because on top of the the gear, he also gave a significant monetary donation to these mm. organizations as well. But he 
really got in the mix and he was playing with the kids. They did pop a shot um, at the at the YMCA kind of offshoot site that these kids are, are playing at now because they can't be at the YMCA out in Shawnee. Um, he you know did all sorts of games and activities with the kids uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. He played actually he played knockout with Rumble um, and some of the kids. Ooze revealed to us that in France, knockout the game knockout is called Lucky Luke. Um, oh, so you okay. can kind of keep that in your arsenal uh, <laughs> if you want to if you want to play a little variation on that game. And then um, actually, the, one of the coolest things was at Oklahoma Cleats for Kids. Uh, the Millwood Middle School girls basketball team was there, mm. and Ooze helped outfit them with new basketball shoes, sized them up, um, helped them you know pick out styles yeah. and make sure that everything was fitting properly. And um, so that was it was really cool. He he kind of was able to do the fun, the active, and then the heartfelt as well. Yeah, my my favorite thing about these sort of events is seeing the kids' reactions when the player walks into the room because obviously an NBA player standing at six foot whatever mm-hmm. above all of these kids who are no taller than probably four or five feet tall and seeing their reactions to such a, a tall human being but also an NBA player that's my favorite part of these events because yeah. you can almost you can almost hear and feel the gasp when they walk into the room yeah one kid uh screamed my brain is exploding (laughs) (laughs) when he walked in and he saw there's this like cornucopia of gear and i was like that is a (laughs) seven-year-old and that is the effect yes right there of a seven-year-old uh i also know that you're wondering and yes rumble just buried a corner three-pointer did he really perfect form i was you know, flabbergasted. That rumble. Well, yeah. it's it's all those half court shots yeah. that he does. Yeah. Well, I figured he had the form that way over his yeah. head, but I didn't think that he was going to, you know, line it up like Ray Allen. Now rumble's but, got yeah. touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rumble's got that shooter's touch. Okay. So that was Usman's event and that took place last week, but uh, it's not just Uz that was getting into the mix. And it's really cool to see how Thunder players are, are giving back even outside of the regular season. And another guy, Still ingrained with his community. He wasn't even here, but he really wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that, that that the community felt his presence was Shea Gildas Alexander. And he was away in Canada preparing for his time with Team Canada. He was training for World Cup, upcoming World Cup. But he provided 30 students here in Oklahoma City with scholarships to attend Camp Contemporary at the Contemporary Arts Center here in Oklahoma City. And not only that, but they were able to custom design their own sneakers. They got daily swag drops. They got a bunch of Converse gear. They got a bunch of Thunder gear. And by the end of the week, they did a little fashion show nice. of their of their sneakers. And uh, Shay even, he sent in a video just saying, you know, welcome to Camp Contemporary. Really sad I couldn't be there, but I'm really excited to see the pictures. And, and so I, I think Shay was probably proud from these creations. Of course. And you covered this for OKCThunder.com. Can you tell us a little bit more about where this comes from yeah. within Shay, outside of like, we know he's into fashion, but this is a totally different twist on it, almost encouraging these kids to tap into their own skills as designers. Now we know, so Shay is the reigning two-time GQ <laughs> most stylish man of the year. So we know that Shay loves fashion. He loves expressing himself through creativity and arts and fashion. And so that's how he gives back. That's his passion. And so, you know, some people are into science and STEM and mm-hmm. some people, you know, like cars or whatnot. <laughs> Shay is into fashion and he wants to make sure that other kids in the community have their ability to be able to express themselves or tap in 
into that and learn more about it if they're if they're interested and make sure they have the opportunity to do so. And so this is actually the second time that Shay partnered with the Contemporary Arts Center here in Oklahoma City. The last time it was actually the first time was in um, December during the holidays, and it was the, it was a similar yeah. event. Um, but that was with a, a nonprofit called Poetry and Chill, and same idea: design your own sneakers. That event, Shay sat down at the table with the kids and designed a sneaker with them. Had some thunder logos and some some thunder swag on there too. I just don't understand how somebody can be so good at one thing <laughs> and like have the time and the skill level to do something else really great as well. It, and so yeah. Shay, I mean, just shout out to Shay. Shout out to Shay. Yeah. And I'm I if you see some kids walking around with some really cool like custom looking Converse here in Oklahoma City, you know where they came yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a really, really cool week just in terms of, A, preparing for this draft, but also seeing what the Thunder players are doing here in the OKC community. Lots happening here in the offseason. It's been really fun. Yeah. And this is this is the quiet time of the offseason. Yeah. What we're about to get to starting Thursday really sets the ball in motion, no mm -hmm. pun intended, for the next three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be like a... a downhill ski slalom for yeah. the next three weeks or so as uh, the these new players come into market, the summer league teams start to kind of form. And it's basically like two and a half, three straight weeks of, <laughs> or, you know, two, two plus weeks of like summer league training camp, then summer league action in Salt Lake City yeah. and Las Vegas. And then in August, guys kind of relax again and kind of get geared up for being back into market in September. Let's get you those dates for what's on tap. You mentioned the draft, yeah. obviously, this Thursday, the 22nd. That is going to air on ESPN at 7 p.m. Central Time. So tune in. Keep your eyes on number 12. That's been <laughs> a pretty good number for OKC historically. And then Summer League will start Actually, on July 3rd, because OKC will be participating in the Salt Lake City Summer League, just like they have the last couple of seasons, yes. correct? And then they will also participate in the Vegas Summer League, which will be on, on July 7th through yeah. the 17th. Yeah, that's right. And so um, it's a smaller group of teams in Salt Lake City, I believe just four teams mm -hmm. there, hosted by the Jazz, of course. And then once you go to Vegas, that's the whole big Yep. Just circus where it's 30, <laughs> all 30 teams and half the games are televised. Right. Uh, I think we know that there's going to be a lot of eyes on um, some of these top draft picks that yep. are coming into the league. And so um, and many people, of course, remember just the, the excitement um, that the Thunder has had with their new draft picks yep. coming in over the years, too. So this these games in Salt Lake City and Vegas will be your first chance to see whoever the Thunder selects in the first round of this year's draft. And uh, you might get a chance to see some other guys uh, from the Thunder roster as well on that team. We highly encourage you to tune in to that summer league. Really fun to watch and obviously fun to be able to cover it as well. But that wraps up today's podcast. Be sure to get a big, nice breath of fresh air before Thursday, because yeah. once Thursday <laughs> hits, we hit the ground running with a bunch of action between the draft and summer league. So be sure to come back here to the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast. We've got you covered here and online, okcthunder.com. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer, Matt Bishop. And until next time, Thunder up and catch you later.